This is Suno India Production. You can now listen to all our episodes on our Android and iPhone app. Download it now. Mayalmeet Lipcha had been walking for more than 4 hours towards Chungthang in an effort to help people reach safer areas. She is the president of Sikkim Indigenous Lepcha Tribal Association and the general secretary of Affected Citizens of Tista. When I spoke to her over the phone, she was in a place called Ramong, which is now completely cut off and is worst affected after the flash floods in Sikkim washed away the Chungthang Dam. On October 4th, intense rainfall resulted in the overflow of South Lonak Lake in Sikkim that led to a glacial lake outburst flood. This is when a dam containing a glacial lake bursts. I'll explain this further. Water from a glacier accumulates in a lake. In the event of a glacial lake outburst, this stored water rushes out to flood the low-lying areas. In Sikkim, the flood waters reach the Tista 3 dam located in Chungthang at midnight, causing the dam to be destroyed within minutes. Mayalmeet works with Lepcha community here. She says that people in this part of Sikkim are practically stranded. There is a suspension bridge which is only connectivity towards the um, Chungthang where stage 3 uh, of 1200 megawatts got washed away by the this, the glacial lake outburst in the up, upper region. So there are a lot of uh, lost, the, the most affected area in Sikkim, you know. And um, uh, it's been more four to five days in Sikkim that we haven't uh, seen any in, in the rift in, in the ground zero. And other thing is like, a place like Zongu is an indigenous Lipche tribe and like the the major like connectivity is there was a two bridge which is also washed away so people are like uh, disconnected from the rest of the world the, uh, the student uh, like the situation in the, gra- the the in the ground is very very pathetic the the Sikkim being one of the like the top the tourist destination a lot of almost uh, 3000 according to the government data that these uh, tourists have been uh, you know stranded in the in the upper region called Lachin and Lachung, you know, only today they have been evacuated, they have been, uh, the, the chopper has started uh, working. But a lot of tourists been, they have been walking for three, four, for three, three, four days without any help from the government thing. Only the, because they are getting only help from the local indigenous community that they, they are you know they are helping them to you know reach to their you know the nearest uh, r- the route so this is the the ground reality that we have in sikkim sikkim government has reported more than 30 deaths with many more missing scientists are still investigating the trigger factor behind the glacial lake outburst floods several media outlets have reported that cloudburst triggered an outburst in the glacial lake However the experts have ruled out the possibility of a cloudburst as a trigger we'll get to it in a bit but this is Wangchung Butia who is a journalist with the Sikkim based newspaper Summit Times and is currently helping the relief measures on ground in ground the current situation is uh, like the, after this transport still to damage to infrastructure and the loss of many lives and key areas like Chungtang Lachin and Natung continue to face uh, washing out of ridges uh, So many areas have been cut off, especially Zonggu, Lachin, Datung, Tungkang and all. So um, people from other side, they, they, uh, they have not been able to come out to this, you know, this, towards the east side of the city. So this is the main thing that is happening right now. Many houses have been damaged, many lives have been lost, many houses have been submerged, the remaining houses also developed several tracks and damages. So uh, this is very, you know, I'm... Uh, especially in Jonggu area, Jonggu area, just north, uh, Pitang, north Jonggu, uh, there are eight, seven houses were there. 
all the houses have been washed out. More than 22,000 people have been affected by the floods with many stranded in Lachin and Lachung in northern Sikkim. The floods has disrupted mobile phone coverage in the area. The Ministry of Defence said that Indian Army, NDRF, local authorities and several other agencies are involved in the search and rescue mission. Hi, I'm Sneha Richaria reporting for this episode of Climate Emergency. As Sikkim battles with flash floods, it again brings our focus back to whether climate change is playing a role in making weather events more dangerous and devastating. Sikkim government issued a statement calling the disaster an unexpected calamity, while the National Disaster Management Authority or NDMA said that the calamity was a combined effect of excess rainfall and the glacial lake outburst flood. So far it has been reported that a sudden heavy rainstorm occurred over South Lonak Lake which is located near a glacier. Now this intense rain caused the South Lonak Lake to overflow and breach its embankment. Initially the excess water breached the Chungthang Dam on the Tista River leading to flash floods in various parts of Sikkim. A lot of media reports claim that a cloudburst over Lonak Lake in North Sikkim resulted in a flash flood in Tista River. However, the scientists are still exploring the actual possible trigger behind the glacial lake outburst floods. Activists who have been warning and fighting against building of dams in Sikkim for years say that a simplistic understanding that it was climate change that caused this disaster is not the complete story. In a small state like Sikkim, we have more than 30 dams and all the are the series of dams which has been built in River Tista. and river rangit and its tributaries so like we the indigenous community the organization called effective citizen of tista has been voicing against this rampant construction in the in, in sikkim the vulnerability of region around south lonak lake has been known for at least a decade if not more numerous studies had issued warnings regarding the potential for an outburst in 2013 a study specifically focused on south lonak lake a research project conducted jointly by the National Remote Sensing Center and the Indian Space Research Organization discussed the formation of a glacial lake dammed by a moraine and the associated risks a moraine is an accumulation of unconsolidated debris known as glacial till this has been transported and deposited by a glacier found in both past and present glaciated areas in 2016 an expedition led by sonam wangchuk associated with ngo students educational and cultural movement of ladakh and supported by sikkim government's department of science and technology assessed the volume of south lonak lake raising concerns about potential glacial lake outburst floods in september 2021 a study in geomorphology cautioned against the accelerated growth of glacial lakes in sikkim specifically highlighting the issues related to the south lonak glacier Another 2021 study projected a three-fold increase in the glacial lake outburst flood risk in high mountain regions across Asia, and this with a strong focus on eastern Himalayas as a glacial lake outburst floods hotspot. I'll add the links to these studies in the description. But what has the government done so far? The Central Water Commission initiated an advisory to evaluate the South Lonak Glacier and its lake system. The initial hazard assessment of the South Lonak Lake suggests that the lake has great potential to significantly impact the downstream region. 
One of the field expeditions in August 2014 by a team from the Snow and Avalanche Study Establishment and Sikkim Department of Science and Technology and Climate Change and other stakeholders reiterated the threat of devastation and asked for a migration management plan. Exactly a month before the disaster in September this year, officials from the Science and Technology Department, the Sikkim State Disaster Management Authority and the Land and Revenue Department conducted another inspection at the lake to install an early warning system and automatic weather station. The expedition was a 10-day trip to South Lunak and Shako Cho Lakes with around 30 experts from the Indian and Swiss agencies intended to install the devices. But the early warning systems were not fully installed. Vinod Sharma, the Vice President of the Sikkim State Disaster Management Authority, had told the environment news portal Mongabe that they were in discussions about how to set up a sustainable monitoring system given the terrain and past attempts. The plan was to stabilize the system in one lake before installing it in another. But disaster arrived before the early warning system started functioning. I spoke to Professor Vimal Khawas from the Special Centre for the Study of Northeast India at Jawaharlal Nehru University in Delhi. He belongs to Darjeeling Hills and was working with Sikkim University till recently. He said that what happened in Sikkim does not fit the definition of cloudburst, a term used by the Sikkim government. Uh, is it not the cloudburst that triggered the event? No, it did not. That is what now scientists are talking about. Mainstream media has been, you know, still they have been reporting uh, that the lake burst was due to the cloudburst. You know, but the preliminary investigations, as I already said to you by the scientists, and the rainfall in the area on October 3 have now rejected this cloudburst theory propagated largely by the media. This is climate scientist Roxy Call, who has explained the phenomena of cloudbursts in detail in a climate emergency episode. Listeners can search Why Are Cloudbursts the New Normal on the Suno India app to access the episode. And cloudbursts are uh, usually defined in terms of sudden heavy rainfall of uh, over a small area. Now, cloudbursts uh, with the with the name uh, we think. Uh, we normally end up thinking that these are like clouds bursting, but there is no such physical phenomena where clouds burst. Yeah, it's a definition totally based on the amount of rainfall in a short period. So the typical definition of cloudburst that we use, particularly in India, is uh, of a rainfall amount of about 100 millimeter per hour. So if it rains of about 100 millimeter in an hour's time in a short region, for example, about 20 to 30 kilometers uh, square kilometers, yeah, that is called a cloudburst. If you examine the rainfall that happened on the night of 3rd October, you see that kind of rainfall was not there. There was a very heavy rainfall, but this definition was not uh, it, it did not meet with this definition. So it was actually not a cloudburst. This flash flood, uh, flash flood didn't actually happen because of cloudburst. That is what now the scientists are, have already uh, found out and further investigations are going on. So, uh, we have seen some satellite evidences that, you know, that... Uh which show that there is a rise in the volume and the size of the South Lonak Lake uh, over the past decade. 
So what are the primary factors responsible for this uh, rise in the volume of the lake? So basically, what now scientists, they have been working through satellite images, are saying is, you know, this cloud burst was not actually the trigger, but instead of that, the lateral moraine on the side of of this uh, lake had fallen down. It plunged down and occupied the lake's area, thereby pushing down the water and what what and, and a large amount of water gushed down. Almost about scientists are saying about you know twenty to twenty five million cubic meters of water has come down. In 1960 to 63, the area of this lake was recorded at 10 hectares. And by September 28, 2023, the area was 176.4 hectares. And after, after this, this glacial lake outburst flood, the water, actually the volume of water was and the area of the lake was 60.3 hectare. So, you know, as you were saying, the, the triggering factors, if, if climate change is, 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 is um, paving the way for this kind of phenomenon, the primary factor, as we have, we have been discussing for, for, for the last many decades now, the primary factor definitely is global warming and climate change. You're increasing Average temperature has been have been witnessed fluctuations of rainfall pattern and and if 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 you look at the pattern of of the of the, uh, the if if you see the profile of temperature over the years in the Himalaya, you know Himalayan region they have been warming faster than the adjacent lowland. So therefore, global warming and the consequent climate change have definitely played a very important role in enlarging the size of all the glacial lakes across the Himalaya and Lonak Lake was one of the very critical lakes that was identified by scientists many years ago. So they, they had been monitoring its expansion and eventually on that particular day, it burst down. How do we simply understand glacial lake outburst floods? And also, could you clarify whether the bursting of the South Lonak Lake was slowly caused by uh, glacier melting or if there are other factors that contributed to it. Also, is there a rare occurrence uh, if we have some other historical precedents for it? Okay, you know, glacial lakes are not a very new phenomena in, in the Himalayan region. In, you know, across the Himalaya, we do have these glacial lakes right from the western Himalaya to the eastern Himalaya because we have large number of glaciers. But, you know, in the last two to three decades, the number of glacial lakes have been increasing in numbers. And out of all these glacial lakes, there have been few lakes that have been identified as potentially dangerous glacial lakes because of their sheer expansion, increasing expansion in their size and the volume of water. So their occurrence and and the glacial lake outburst flood is also not a new phenomenon in the Himalaya. We have been witnessing this kind of uh, phenomenon over the years in the Himalaya, and we have withstood uh, their vagaries. But, you know, more recently, their occurrence has become more fre frequent in the past couple of decades. And, they are and the number of potentially dangerous lakes have also been increasing across the Himalaya, including Sikkim, in the last few decades. So... When we talk about glacial lake outburst flood, it is basically an outcome of glacial melting 
that is that is the primary cause but there may be other lot of forces that have been playing and in, interplaying but the primary driver and the factor is definitely outcome of glacial melting we see glacial uh, lake outburst flood as the sudden and catastrophic discharges of water from the lake and and flowing down the hills so basically an accelerated retreat of glaciers in recent times has led to an enlargement of several glacial lakes as i said earlier and as the these the glaciers retreat they leave a large void behind and the water occupy the depression earlier occupied by glacier ice and these dams are basically and structurally weak and unstable and undergo constant changes due to slope failures sometimes slumping etc and therefore run the risk of causing glacial lake outburst floods so therefore the so glacial lake outburst floods are uh, are happen not because of only one factor there can be several factors at play it can be like you said cloud burst it can be uh, increasing melting of glaciers and sometimes some sort of breaking of the ice and, and and plunging into the ice breaking of moraine okay so large number of factors are at play but in case of this lonak lake the popular theory of this cloud burst that was often linked to its trigger has now been broadly rejected so scientists and and the researchers they have been exploring and as i said uh, some uh, scholars have found out that the the, the moraine of this this particular lake had fallen down and and a large amount of water was pushed down the hills so this investigation is still on and we are we are not very sure actually what are other factors because there are also arguments that the nepal earthquake could have also played an important role in triggering this 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 uh, particular outburst so from what i understand professor vimal uh, you know there is not really uh, it doesn't really need a trigger as such so just the debris from the lateral moraine can cause such kind of such kind of an event uh, you've also quoted some of the uh, uh, you've quoted one event in the past and we've certainly seen um, I mean, certain certainly seen some more events uh, in other states as well. But uh, one thing that I want to also understand, <laughs> I've been reading about this uh, from Twitter and all other places. Locals are also writing and calling this crisis uh, of an epic scale. So, what are the specific aspects of the crisis that are particularly you think are uh, concerning? Let me again stress that this glacial lake outburst flood is not a new phenomenon. This has been happening in the past, but more recently, these kind of events are assuming a very gigantic form. And in our case in Sikkim, it assumed a gigantic form because of Tista Tree Dam that obstructed its way. It was already, and and mind you, this particular dam was already. impounded with several trillions of water in its reservoir so you know when so much of water from the glacial lake outburst flood flood is coming down and with and when when the water comes down its power also increases because it brings along with it lot of debris everything on on its way it it brings along with it and also it it increases its power so when such a powerful you know 
phenomenon hits a dam already impounded so the, the the result is only gigantic in nature so you know one of the major reason for for for, for this kind of phenomenon becoming so dangerous is newer and bigger development ventures like hydro dams that we have been uh, building across the pathways of of uh, these natural events rampant construction of roads and buildings and and more importantly encroachment of the river bank areas with habitations you know otherwise these are all natural phenomena if you don't obstruct them if you if our activity do not obstruct their pathway they will not cause harm to us they are causing harm to to our life and property because we have obstructed their way so that is the reason why this particular event has become so epic in scale and these kind of developments and sikkim is not only seeing the this kind of gigantic development a lot of pharmaceutical industries are also coming up mass tourism sikkim is also one of the very important tourism destination in the country so this newer and bigger developments really needs to be relooked and replanned in given uh, given this kind of phenomenon which is also the result of climate change and climate warming uh yeah uh, rightly said uh, one more thing professor bimal i don't know it's not uh, very clear elsewhere also how do we understand this uh, building of hydroelectric power plants in uh, in such sensitive terrains uh, you know how do we understand this in context with the environmental impact assessment you know uh it is very important for us to understand that you know we have been very uh we we have been very aggressively move, moving towards renewable energy resource now and we are we are doing away with the fossil fuels this is one of the very important driver why we are coming up with so much of hydropower projects and you know eastern himalayan region including the entire northeast india have been identified as a powerhouse of india and tista basin have has been identified as one of the very important source of hydro resources and they have they have already you know calculated the potential of uh, tista basin to the tune of more than 500 5000 megawatt so but the problem is Himalayan region they are very sensitive both uh, ge- geomorphologically and geologically so a lot of activities needs to be done ei as you have rightly uh, highlighted that the eia is a very important instrument to examine whether the project is viable or not in that particular geo environment and you know the problem here is there are researchers there are anti dam activists who often argue that EIA is is a farce in a country like India EIA is a farce this exercise is basically only an iwas so but on paper most of these hydropower projects they have cleared to all these uh, technical protocols and uh, they have been passed by all the statutory authorities so you know it's very difficult to say whether they have actually followed EIA or not but the point is even they have passed the the environmental assessment if, if if they have passed the public hearing on the field uh the point here is dam proponents they they often miscalculate and 
and underestimate the power of a river because such events are very rare phenomena. They don't happen in a decade or so. They happen on only once in 50 years of 100 years. So when we start looking at the event, they, they don't consider this as important. So that is what actually happened when we designed this particular uh, dam project. And uh, the, this particular Tista Tista tree, or what we also call uh, Sikkim Urja, is the biggest hydro dams in, 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 in Sikkim. And it is also located in, at the highest point. So probably <clears throat> uh, the, uh, the dam proponents were not able to foresee the risk that these uh, so these potentially dangerous glacial floods were bringing they could not foresee so they underestimated the risk posed by once in a century uh, flood events like this so the result is before us so it's very important that we, we really need to look into these nitty-gritties when we consider big dams like this uh, my final question to you, uh, Professor Vimal, is that, you know, I've come across uh, how there is lack of research and data from, especially from Eastern Himalayas. We have, uh, I think, some decades of data from the Western Himalayas, but still there is very, uh, you know, a, a lack of data from the Eastern side. Uh, can you elaborate on the challenges and rather the reasons behind this data gap and also the implications it has for understanding and addressing the environmental issues in the region. This is a very relevant concern that you have raised. Eastern Himalaya, as well as the, um, the larger part of Northeast India, you know, this is the geographical region that is, that is often called remote geographical locations or sometimes we also call it a marginal location. In, a geogra in geographical term, we call it marginal location. And even in, in case of this, this uh, particular dam burst, if you see the, the reportings, uh, recent reportings, you will see this monitoring mechanisms failed. And it failed because there was lack of fund. The fund, again, is coming as a major, major uh, driver that has led to this event. So we really need to talk on this, maybe some on at some other time. So, so lack of fund is another very important factor and driver that plays a very important role in hindering the research activities in this area. And lack of adequately trained researchers and experts is another important factor. We don't have adequately trained researchers and researchers and experts in the region. So what we what we have have to do is we we, we often bring Experts from outside, from Delhi, from Madras, from Kolkata, sometimes from outside the country, we have to we have we have to invite expert researchers because we do not have adequately trained local researchers and experts. That is another important factor. And lastly, we also do not have adequate research institutes and research laboratories to do uh, to conduct serious research on the issues like like important issues like this, the problem which we are having at the moment. This geo-environmental research is a very important and it's very time-consuming and resource-consuming activity. And we need a lot of money for this. And we do not have adequate institutions in our part of the country. We do not have adequate resources, both the human resource and monetary resource. So these are some of the factors that have often played and interplayed and have played a very important role in keeping the research activities 
on, a, on, the, on the back foot as, as far as Eastern Iman and region is concerned.